Hello, and thank you so much for joining us. If you do want to go ahead and just skip to the erotica, skip to about 11 minutes in, the first 10 and a half minutes is all updates and uh, rambling and gratitude and what have you. Again, if you do want to go ahead and just skip to the erotica, that's at about 11 minutes in. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 89. <clears throat> I am your host and the author of the podcast you're about to hear. Forgive me if I go through this a little bit quickly, but I actually recorded a 10-minute thing, and because of my PC troubles, it got eaten. So uh, here's, here's a brief rundown of what's about to happen uh, going through March. Uh, just to tell you the bad news up front, I am going to be taking the 29th off. There is not going to be a new podcast, but fear not. Uh, brand new content that you've never heard before is going to air on the 29th. It's going to be at least a 30-minute long story. Uh, what this is, is, uh, wow, that's a lot of is's. What we are doing going forward is once a month putting out at least a 30-minute piece a la the Bad Dad Sleepover, the After School Special, etc. Uh, hopefully a bit longer than 30 minutes, usually, uh, obviously, depending on the amount of time that we have. And in this particular case, that's going to run for free on the podcast uh, for at least a couple of days for you guys to listen to before it goes back up on the uh, Patreon store, effectively, for five bucks. Uh, I'm very excited about this. The piece that you're about to hear today is about 16 minutes long, and if I orgasm during it, uh, it is going to go ahead and be fairly limited in the story structure that you can tell, especially if you want to use interlinking uh, plot points, connectivity, and that sort of thing. Now, on to the much more exciting news about March. Right now on Patreon for free, Patreon the Grey Knight, there is a poll up. You can vote on cities in the western part of the United States mostly uh, that uh, you could visit, that you're most likely to visit to see me doing a podcast like we do here uh, in person. This is a live show. Uh, this is various cities. This is the pilot. I'm going to do a couple of these cities that you can maybe get to and reach and uh, just go ahead and like some of the older episodes, just read a story uh, and then go ahead and switch into some of the more live show antics where you guys make requests and I read them and stuff like that. It's going to be nuts. Uh, up next on that, I do want to say that I'm moving ahead with technology. You guys have been so patient, and uh, I am extraordinarily grateful for that patience. Uh, I am going to be able to go ahead and start playing around with more apps and connectivity because uh, I'm going to get a phone this month. I'm finally going to get a smartphone that can uh, do things. I've essentially not had a smartphone ever in my life. I have used... Uh, phones with one gigs of RAM, essentially, to, to or the technological equivalent at the time, to uh, basically do the things I absolutely needed to do, like apply for jobs and then discard of the phone pretty much immediately. Didn't want the bill, didn't want the hassle. Uh, so the phone and the hard drive for gaming streams are coming into completion in March, I promise. Uh, we're finally there. You guys, again, have been really, really, really patient with me for those of you who do like the gaming streams. Uh, but I am finally have the time 
the logistical capacity and the money to go ahead and switch those components out to get back to streaming again. And I'm excited to do so with the phone. I'll be able to go ahead and play with you guys in new ways, upload new content. Again, very, very exciting, and thank you for it. Uh, on that note, before I do talk a little bit, slow down a little bit to say thank you, I just want to go ahead and say, gosh, you guys, uh, 500 pieces. That's what the database is at now. And if you're listening to this, you helped make that happen. You helped afford me the time and the space to heal up, to do it, and I cannot thank you enough. This is actually going to be super, super, super exciting once we roll everything out. That's not going to be done throughout March. I also don't know which of the 500 are going to go up, where, when, uh, in what order. We're still trying to figure all that out. This is a massive, massive undertaking, getting so many of the audios up for free and that sort of thing. Uh, one last pitch for me, you can see on the website, graynighterotica.com, that there is going to go ahead and be uh, that live stream tab. I've already got the first Patreon show scheduled. You get access to that for just $1 a month. Uh, in addition to that, uh, there's also uh, going to be a subscriber list. One of the things that is so, so, so hard to keep up with me because of how chaotic and, and how low-key I like to keep everything, keeping up with everything I do, I think is probably very difficult. Uh, pretty soon here on the website, by the end of the month, you will be able to just get an email. I promise I'm not going to spam you one to two emails a month at absolute maximum. Definitely leaning towards the one email a month. That just tells you everything that I did and has links to it and therefore is nice and easy. <laughs> okay, and now I can slow it down now that I've gone through all the bullet points for the second time because uh, while uh, replacing the hard drive should fix the issue, it definitely didn't this time and I hate losing recorded work. It just bothers me so much. So that's why the podcast is being uploaded so late. Yikers, yikers, yikers. Technical difficulties still. <sighs> what I wanted to say more sincerely and not just getting over everything as quickly as I could is how much I appreciate your patience getting all of this operational uh, <clears throat> in my mind, March is officially the end of playtime. Uh, 2018 is still going to be the fun year for me. It's what I, it's, the real goal of this year is to have fun for me, to take things easier and to have fun. I enjoy what I do, but there's a difference between enjoying it and taking pleasure in it, having fun. And, uh, boy, I want that second. I really do. I want to take things easier with other people. I want to take things gentler with myself. I want to have more fun, and I hope it's not too crass to say, but my goal this year, in addition to putting out the best work that I can, in addition to healing all the way up and getting as good shape as I can, uh, is to just remember what it's like to not live in survival mode. <clears throat> I've been in survival mode financially and emotionally for a really long time, and it's had some ill effects. I've, I've got cortisol poisoning or something, and I, I am trying to uh, relax and come out of it. So just, just remember what it's like to have money in my pocket again and not to feel like a gun is being leveled at my temple every single time there's a bill. That is... Uh, pretty much what my 2018 is about. The live shows, everything else that I'm doing, everywhere else that I'm going, 
it's really because I want to and not because I need to or because it'll afford me something that uh, I'm willing to sacrifice something for, not in 2018. You know, this year's about fun, and I'm having a lot of fun. Last year, February of 2017, or March 1st, I should say, of, of 2017 to March 1st of 2018, was not a fun year. A lot of recovery, a lot of emotional difficulty, and a lot of hard stuff and transitions in addition to all of the stuff uh, that just day-to-day life sneaks up on you. So it means the world to me that you girls have helped me get up to this point where the database is about, about, I'm so sorry, Blizzard soon trademark, about to start rolling out uh, and everything else. I, I am honored. I hope that you feel that I am trying uh, to to truly fulfill your fantasies, hear you when you have concerns, and uh, just give you amazing content. From the bottom of my heart, I hope I haven't even remotely made your favorite piece yet. I hope that's far on, far enough ahead of me that I I don't even know what it looks like right now. Uh, February essentially was a decompression month. I was trying to remember that maybe the hard times were over and I don't need to be as freaked out. I spent a lot of time working out alone, hiking, and... I just kept coming back to the realization that my life is pretty damn okay. (laughs) And it is because of you girls. And I really, 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 from the bottom of my heart, want to show it. Not just say it, but show it. So uh, here's to March. It's going to be a big stumbly uh, outing these next four months. I'm just going to be real with you because I'm going to be trying to do so much more than normal. And... Uh, because I'm still learning my limitations and everything, they're going to be filled with a lot of uh, stumbles. (laughs) But I also know that I have the energy, I have the wherewithal, and I have the desire to do it. And here's to March just being an amazing month. So thank you. That's probably more than enough rambling. And on to the piece ahead. It's a short piece, it's 16 minutes long, uh, about being somewhere in Europe, somewhere in the Dark Ages, and the snow just keeps on falling. It's called Don't Worry, and I hope you enjoy. Shh, don't worry. It's just me. No. Everything's fine. It's just a noise. Mm -mm. I went around the entire house. I didn't see anything. Not a light. Just wasted a little bit of candle fat. Nothing else. Did you fall back asleep? (laughs) You're lying. Hmm. Because I know how you sleep. 
I know how you're heavy and I know how you feel. I know how you breathe when I come in. Can you hear it if you're asleep when I come in the front door sometimes? It is true. Here. I'm cold. Let me come in from behind. It's only fair. You push the back of your feet against mine all the time. Make me chill and shriek out. It's any wonder we don't wake the children. <laughs> now, where are you? You're here. Agitated too. I think that's why I went out to check all around the house. Just look, see. I don't think there's anything out there. There's nothing in the snow, no tracks. Still, every noise, every bed. You know, the last moon I didn't even sleep. Mm -mm. I just. Waited until you were. I went outside and just stared, stared at the silence. <laughs> I miss it more than I can say, you know, and I think every year I'm not going to miss it this time. Every year the snow will not catch me unaware. But the days drag on, the nights drag on. You get tired of the salt and the meat. You get tired of the taste and the water. You miss people that you can't believe you'd ever miss. <laughs> Still, even after all of that, I was thinking, as I was going around the house, the perimeter, I was thinking that you and I we live a good life. I was. I was. I was thinking you and I live a good life. Even with the snow. Even with the house too cold. Not enough possessions. Even with winter daunting and the crop looking like it's going to be a little bit later planted than normal. Even with it all, we live a good life, you know, because we live it with each other. I, I pity the men who tell me that they have to keep things from their wives. I pity them. They are, they are carrying two burdens, but I only carry one. I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate it. I want you to know that even though I am stir crazy, even though the snow is driving me mad and I can't stop thinking about it, I wouldn't change this. No. 
I don't think I would change this at all. Not for any reason that I could name. Mm. Truth is, very simply, you are my home. I know. I know it's not the same for women. I know that you have children you love differently. And I love our children. You know I do. But there is no mistake in my eye. When I see you looking at them, I realize that I am just the man who is lucky enough to catch your fascination for a while. Nay, they are what you love. Mm. I do not resent them, or you. A man is many things often wound up too tight together, crammed into a sack, my grandmother would say, and then only the wildest parts could get out Tear the way. And that's what we do with boys. We put them in sacks. See if they'll jump out. <sighs> I know you are worried. I know. It is a long snow. We have not done all that I promised by this time. But... The snow will fade. Spring will come. We just have to be ready. You and I. With that, with a little bit of preparation, it's not too late. The death is not so high. The future is not so grim. I will say a word of benediction with every swing, every seed I plant. Though you know I don't believe. If it will put you at ease. I know, I know, deep down, we will survive this. It is not too much. It makes me worry. It puts fire in my legs and puts noises in my ears to investigate them. But I'm telling you, you are my home. And I will always, always find a way to return to you. <laughs> of course. My love. Mm. 
I swear it. For you, for the children, for the house, for our future, I will do it together. We will do it. I will succeed, I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. Yes, yes, yes. This is also something that's not all the men get, you know. I can't believe some of them would turn it down either. I love it when you're on top of me. I do, I love it when you're on top of me. Don't be embarrassed, don't blush. Keep rowing, keep writing, yes. Oh, I love it when you are because your tits are bigger and I love watching them bounce. Your thighs are bigger and I love watching them slap together. Your ass is bigger and I can feel it grip me, cover me, make me warmer. I love your body now. More than you were when you were a maid, when you were just another girl. You are no longer just another girl. You are my woman, you are my wife. You are the mother of my children. I love watching you.
The snow will thaw. We will find a way. I'm not going to let anything happen to you, to the children, to this place that we've built together. We've been building together. I see you praying at night. I see you grasping at your own wrists. I wish I could do more for you, comfort you further. The simple truth is, we are stuck now, waiting, but not for long. I feel it, don't you? The thaw is coming soon. The ability to move forward again. We'll have it. Both of us. You and I. Okay, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that piece. And on to the questions we don't have very many. 
you guys keep begging for them and then never, ever, ever sending them in. I, I legitimately think at this rate, after everything that we've done to make submissions easy, uh, if it keeps going like this, I'm going to have to cut the segment. I'm sorry. You guys literally ask for questions a hundred times without exaggeration more than you send in questions. Uh, I get 100 times as many comments about the questions coming in as I do get questions. So here are the two people who sent in questions. Question number one. Hey, Jack. Hello. I was just curious as to where and when your favorite place to write is. And thanks for all the work you put into everything. Well, thank you so much. What a great question. I don't actually have a romantic answer uh, to that one, sad to say. Uh, I grew up reading about, you know, all these these great writers who would have these amazing writing spots, like on top of the refrigerator, you know, in beautiful scenic meadows. Uh, but as I grew older, I, gained, I, I came to admire people who just wrote more, the, the industry of writing. Writing is rewriting to a, to a certain degree. Uh, it's keeping at it. And uh, I, I came to learn that Karl Marx... Uh, was a devoted grandfather. This is a weird story. I know. I read a, a love. I read a love story about KarlMarx.com once. Uh, <laughs> and uh, in it, we find out that Karl Marx actually used to write stuff like Das Kapital uh, while giving his uh, grandchildren piggyback rides and bouncing them on his knee. They would literally be playing in his study while he was writing and revising his notes. And I learned to quite admire that uh, and, and tried to take it into practice. I still need a, a certain amount of, of, of uh, concentration to be alone for ideas to really germinate. But once I have the idea, once I understand what I want to do with a story, uh, I, I can pretty much do it anywhere. That's not something that requires a special system for me. Thank you again for that question. And the second person to ask questions is everybody's favorite, Winchy. Hi, Jack. Hello. It's been a long time. Um, it has. I'm trying to catch up, and it's really good to hear your voice. <laughs> I think life got a little crazy for you, and I know it got crazy for me sometimes. Mm. Sometimes you just don't expect to live life in capital letters, you know? <laughs> um, but I did have three questions I wanted to ask you while I'm right. catching up and listening to the podcast. Um, mm. First of all, you've done some moving and you've done some traveling. Is there something you do when you're in a new space to make it feel more at home and cozy? And As far as a new place and feeling cozy, I guess, suppose this is the advantage of being a rambling man. Uh, every place and no place feels like home. Home is uh, a person or a thought or an idea to me. So no, not in particular. <clears throat> uh, moving in here, I will say the one thing that did make this place feel like mine, or the two things I should say, is getting it all set up for the sound recording. Uh, ironic, of course, with the truck noises coming and interrupting that. Uh, as I record these, but getting getting the the soundproofing tiles on the wall, uh, getting the carpets on the ground, etc. That project, doing that for you guys, it really, really made it feel like home. And then throughout uh, this venture, Kitty has been getting very, very relaxed. 
Uh, my theory is that she's not seeing or smelling other cats. This place is kind of a fortress, and uh, it's got very thick walls. It's got thick doors, etc. And I think the lack of smelling other cats or seeing other cats has just slowly made her feel uh, very happy in this space, and that has, of course, made me feel very happy as a cat dad. And number two, I was wondering, is there... A small thing, a choice or decision, or something that happened that had a disproportionate effect on your life. If so, what was it? Ooh, that is a that is a real head scratcher. Is there a small choice that I made? Yeah, actually, I think I can name one. I was in a call center once. This is after I lost the 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 squishy, uh, swanky international sales gig, and I. Uh, I'm not sad to say I was actually the best uh, in the in the call center. Uh, Metrics-wise, uh, I came out as number one. And as such, there were opportunities for me. So uh, I looked within that call center, and I had already been promoted, already been on that track, and I looked into two different ones. I got into it. This is a new call. This is the call center uh, building is old, but this is a new company coming into it. So we're we're staffing up on on skeleton staff, and we have a temporary hiring ma- hiring manager, and the temporary hiring manager, uh, basically, treats me in a way that I've never been treated before or since professionally. Uh, really, just dressed down, and I don't typically when I've made someone mad. I know why. Uh, <clears throat> I typically know I'm about to make them mad, so there's not a lot of uh, surprise. But she didn't treat me as though she were mad. She treated me with disdain. She treated me horribly. And it left me with such a bad feeling that as I started to go down the other tracks in that company, I decided, I don't like this. And because I said it directly, uh, that led to me resigning. I didn't get fired, but because somebody asked me why I didn't go into it, I said, uh, this person uh, gives me the willies. I don't like how they treated me, and therefore I don't want to go into this part of the company. That led to me leaving the company. And to this day, I still think it's unfair. I still think it's wrong. I still think I was slighted in some way. And I don't know if this is true, but a little while later, somebody said to me, that she said the words not long after our second or third interview for my promotion that I reminded her a lot of her ex-husband. And I thought, I don't know if that's true, but gosh, does it fit? Does it fit with my feelings? Before the last question, I just wanted to say, um, I guess I've been thinking a lot about my life, and I love my work. It's probably the real joy I have and the one constant that's always there. And I know you love your work, too. It comes through, and you say it, and you show it. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. It's. Oh. Um, I think we make meaning in the world, and it's wonderful oh. to see someone do something so meaningful. But then oh, I'll get to my last question. Uh, <laughs> you have been doing this meaningful work, and it does mean that um, the erotic and the sexual for you is also now part of your job. So I was wondering, mm. what does erotic mean to you now, and how has that changed? Thanks. Oh, goodness. Oh, well, thank you so much. Three great questions. Uh, how erotica and what is erotic is constantly shifting for me. 
Uh, not to be too crass, but the comedian David Cross had this great bit in the late 90s about your sexual fetish is someone's day job. Like, whatever you think is the most disgusting, awful, like, perverted thing, like nuns throwing jello at Hitler's balls with scat play involved, is literally just someone looking at, like, the glossy pictures of that photo shoot going, I don't know if this is jello-y enough, right? Like, whatever you find to be super erotic and taboo is somebody else's milk toast, And... I say that as an entryway to the idea of uh, an attractive woman, and let's just face it culturally, an attractive young woman coming on to somebody, making it, it shouldn't be enough to make them go berserk. Uh, but I'm past the, I, I've, I'm accustomed. I don't know how else to say it. I'm not trying to be rude, but that's Tuesday now. So it's it's I don't do the old. Uh, I want to say Rex Harrington, but that's not his name. Tex Avery. I don't do the old Tex Avery uh, wolf with the eyeballs jumping out and the tongue hanging out of your mouth in such a way that it folds out like a carpet to the ground. Uh, I don't. I don't do that. And uh, I did do that not so long ago. I would just I would just look sometimes at some of the pictures I'd get and just go, what is happening? And it would boggle me and excite me, uh, but mostly confuse me. So what is erotic is, is shifting. The best thing that I can give you right now on what is erotic is, unfortunately, tenuous, just like my definition of home, but it is connected to the personal. What I mostly find erotic about the Grey Knight or being the Grey Knight right now, in addition to the life I, I get to live, which is a life of healing and a life of where I mostly get to call my own shots, which to me is a good life. Uh, I wake up, and if I am not uh, paid to not paid paid to orgasm. Uh, in some way, then I come to, I find meaning, I find eroticism in waking up, being out of pain, knowing that there are women out there all around the world who would want for me to say hello to them or to put something on the, on the account. It's, that's, that's very erotic. I feel very connected to it and I enjoy it. The other time that I feel really erotic right now is when I'm on my shag carpet stretching. I've probably talked about this too much, but I'm in love with it. I'm not into yoga yet as I'm healing up. I still want to get a little bit more connected and, and chiropractored up before I get into that, uh, just to do everything right from the bones on up. And in the meantime, just stretching out on the floor, just twisting and shaking around and moving my muscles in every direction it feels really erotic. And as I shift and move in ways I never could before, even in my youth, even as a vegetarian, yada, 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 uh, it feels really erotic. I, when I'm rubbing my head against the carpet or I'm sliding along it or I'm moving in a very fluid manner, I often imagine a shapeless version of one of you there with me and touching me. Uh, Lastly, because I am so excited about it, even though it's not visually appealing yet, uh, I do sometimes just put my left hand on my chest. That's it. Solid. And uh, <clears throat> at least between the pecs. 
<laughs> and uh, and stroke myself in the morning to you girls because I just you girls that's you that wouldn't have been possible without you girls uh, it was it was fairly soft a year ago so um, goodness 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 gracious that's what feels erotic these days. Uh, I admit that anything beyond that, any more of, uh, than thinking or flirting with a fan through a DM, uh, gives me palpitations. I'm terrified. I, I don't want to do something wrong and get sent to Kevin Spacey Island. I'm not really too worried about that one. Women have, have generally speaking, told me that they're very comfortable around me and <laughs> make the first move. Uh, so... I'm not too worried about that one, but it is on my mind since it is a cultural conversation that we're having. Uh, I don't want to disappoint a fan. I, I am, am terrified that a fan would push themselves past a limit for me that they wouldn't for another partner because they see it as an opportunity and stuff like that. And so those questions, when they enter my head as I work through them, take away from the eroticism of actually connecting to an actual lady of the night. Whereas when you guys are a mass, when you guys are a group of women that are out there, uh, collectively, just kind of shadow figures who want me, God, that's so erotic. If you could imagine it, because I, I've, I've talked about it in a few stories, I've tried to, to make analogies to it, if you could imagine a group of people just out there and you cannot make out their features, but they approve of you. You know that this shadowy group that's out there, that they're real happy, that they came to see you effectively, and that they're real happy that you're all there in the same space and time. <laughs> uh, that is going to do it for us. This was episode number 89 with quite a bit of rambling at the beginning and the end. You girls, you don't know the monster that you helped repair, but I do intend to show you. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything again. You're so good to me. Talk to you soon. <laughs>